Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hi, welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Um, Dr. Pat is on uh, holiday vacation right now, and so I am a guest host for her. My name is Oriella, and I have my own radio show called The Oriella Show. And so it's such a pleasure to be here with you at this time and to host this show for you um, with uh, on the Dr. Pat Show. And so tonight, I have a guest that's going to be joining us, and his name is Howard Falco. Um, but before I introduce Howard to you, I'd just like to to tell you a little bit about my show. And uh, again, it's called The Oriella Show, Awaken to Your Spiritual Power. Um, I broadcast live on Tuesdays at 2 o'clock uh, specific time, 5 o'clock Eastern time. And um, my website is theoriellashow.com. And Oriella is spelled A-U-R-I-E-L-L-A. So without further ado, let's get on with the show um, because we have a really a lot of great things to uh to uh, discuss tonight um, about discovering your greatest power. And as I said, my guest is Howard Falco. And Howard is a spiritual teacher and speaker and an expert on the creative power of the mind. He is the author of a powerful new book on self-awareness called um, I Am the Power of Discovering Who You Really Are. And so that's what we're going to be talking about tonight, discovering who you really are, but even more specifically, discovering your greatest power. Because, you know, the thing is, is that we have seeds in our life of where our power comes from. And we can, we can understand where these seeds come from, how they unfold, how to recognize them, and then how to change them and nurture them into being. And this is really one of the, one of the paths or the path to self-mastery. So welcome, Howard. It's such a pleasure to have you here. Join me on uh, the Dr. Pat Show. Well, thanks, Ariella. It is um, always a pleasure to be talking to you. Yes, and we've we you've been a guest on my show, mm-hmm. and um, we've had great conversations, and so I'm looking forward to another great conversation. You know, because this is something that you can talk about quite a bit, and the more that you talk about it, it seems like the more you can get into a really in-depth understanding mm-hmm. of it, it, you know our uh, own power and who we are. Would you yeah. agree? Absolutely, it tends to permeate more every time you hear it. Um, yeah, it goes yeah. a little bit deeper and becomes a little bit more of a part of who you are and sort of expands that idea um, for yourself. And, and then you start to see the results in life, which is really the best part of it. Well, and that's what we're here to do is is actually to create those results that we want to have in our life in a very conscious manner. And so it's realizing that we have the power to do that. And, and you know, Howard, there's a lot out there about the law of attraction and, and the power of the mind. But I think there's some things that are a number of things that you bring forth in your book that are really important for people to, um, you know, to just understand mm-hmm. and to really take it to that deeper level of understanding who they are, who what their power is and how to use it in a very in a very great way. So, you know, let's first of all talk about what this great power is that we have. Right. Well, the, the great power that we, we have is the power in any moment to choose who we want to be. 
and then upon that choice to actually begin the thoughts, the feelings, and most importantly, the actions that demonstrate it. Because the moment that you choose that, which is at any moment of your choosing, is the moment that life begins to change because immediately an entirely new cadence of energy is going to be emanated from you out to your world in just the way that you're around people, um, your state of being, uh, the way words are expressed from you, and it begins to nurture a new reality, and that's how reality really changes. So the greatest power is it's so exciting to know that it's in every moment to be able to choose that, uh, but that's what it is, and it comes from the words, I am. Yes, and uh, you know what, let's, let's kind of tie this into some some real-life situation so people can really embrace this and know how to use it in their life. And, you know, Howard, I was just um, reading something just the other day about um, how people have a certain belief about what's going on in the economy and and everything. And, and they really have a choice whether to believe what they see and what they hear in the different media or they have a choice to to really choose who they want to be and who they want to be in this situation. And I think a lot of people don't realize that that they have that choice. Right. And and you're not um, you're not denying the fact that that there has been a, a massive change in the way that the economy's been. But it, what that I think what you're really trying to say is you don't have to choose to adopt that mindset of that's how it will be and then go on fulfilling that because that's what you believe to be true. You can mm-hmm. say. That's what it has been, but maybe in this moment it can begin to change and I'm going to look, think, and act opt- optimistically in the way that I do things, being being totally awake to what the reality is of the current situation, but also looking for opportunity in the situation. And sometimes when you take on a mindset that says that there is no opportunity, things are just bad, all of a sudden all of your creative power just goes away because it can't it can't be there because you don't believe that there's opportunity to be had when usually the greatest opportunities are in times of um, of, of great economic change uh, because that's when new things emerge and new things are born. So you always have to have that sort of eye open to that possibility. Yeah, and when, and actually is is I don't know if their creativity goes so much away as is that that's what they're creating is is right. not well, seeing that opportunities that are there. Right. I, I mean, the creativity to go out and create something positive. Uh, the creativity yes. then works to create something to fulfill the negative idea. Exactly. So that's how the creativity is working. But yeah. it, it's a semantics with the word creativity because yes. it can create negative in your life as much as positive. Exactly. Exactly. So, okay, so our greatest power is to choose who we want to be. And, and as you said, that's the I am. Mm-hmm. That's right. We choose. Mm-hmm. And, and I was just thinking, as you said, you know, to take a real-world example, and what popped into my mind, just for whatever reason, was um, about 10 years ago, my father, who had smoked for 30 years, and after about 20 years or 25 years of smoking, tried everything, tried chewing gum, tried uh, Nicorette, tried going cold turkey, and could never do it. And one day, he woke up, and he just said, that's it, I'm done, I am no longer a smoker. And when he made that true statement of being and really felt it, he didn't need the gum anymore. He didn't need the lifesavers. He didn't need the patch. He was just finished because he had adopted a new I am at the real core level. And then every cell in his body worked to help him 
create that as the new reality because that's what the instructions were from the deepest level, from the I am level. So uh, just an interesting real-life example of how you can fight it and fight it and fight it, but if your I ams are saying something else, like I am a smoker, no matter how hard you try, um, your, body's, your body and your mind are going to work to fulfill that truth. That's a perfect example. Yeah, that's a perfect example. And then while you were while you were talking about that, one popped in my mind is um, just briefly um, many years ago, I had a rash on my chin that I was told by a doctor that was uh, incurable. And um, and I just said to myself, you know, I didn't say it to the doctor. I just said to myself, no, I'm I'm cured and I'm fine. And within a couple of days, it was gone. Mm. You know, That's very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, and and so that was the mindset, and and that's what's really important is like there was no, like with your father, there was no, um, there, there was you just made up your mind is like this is it, this is what I'm doing, this is what I am. That's correct. And, yeah, there wasn't any it, going and, back and forth. It was just no, this is it. That's right, and and the words that you just said, um, he just made up his mind, and and that's how powerful the mind is, when you finally make it up that you're determined to be or to do something, it is amazing how much energy, how much power goes into actually working to create that for yourself. Mm -hmm. And so what's so powerful about discovering this is you start to look around at your life and you can see the things that you don't desire in your life and you can begin to find out where the origin of where that's being created is coming from. And until you know where it's cre coming from, you can't change it. Until you know the truth of what you believe, you cannot have the opportunity to choose a different truth. So it's really important, I think, in discovering why some of the things are happening in our life that we don't want to happen and then seeing a road, seeing hope, seeing opportunity to actually change it by embracing this power that has always been driving your life. Okay, let's talk a little bit more what you were saying about the origin. Now, you're talking about the origin of our power or the origin of where a situation is coming from? Both, because they're both coming from the same place. Um, the origin of your power is where the origin of the situation is coming from. Mm -hmm. And it, it could be a truth, you know, to take a very simplistic example, that I'm not worthy of love. And so you're wondering on the surface why you keep having relationships that don't work out or why you keep finding people that don't treat you very well. Um, or why uh, your relationships, you know, end in some sort of a chaos. So you end up, you can, you can finally see the truth of where that's coming from. Or another example is I'm not worthy of having X amount of money. Well, that can be showing up in why you can't hold a job or why when you have money, uh, you somehow find that the choices you make end up working you towards losing that money. Um, of course, we've all heard the example of the lottery winner um, that wins the lottery and then finds a way to put themselves back into poverty, even after winning the lottery. Mm -hmm. They find the right people, the right places, the right events to actually cause the destruction of what was created for them temporarily because they have not stepped into and embraced that version of themselves. Yeah, and but I would also say that, like going back to my example with the rash. I mean, I have no idea where I got the rash or what was, you know, the any beliefs behind it or anything. But it was just that it was not something I was going to have in my life, and I just made up my mind that I wasn't going to have it. So, mm -hmm. you know, I think sometimes people kind of get stuck on wanting to find that 
you know, where it's coming from or the belief because they've heard so much about it, about beliefs being that core or being that uh, place where something starts. And, and maybe sometimes it's just you don't really need to know. It's just making up your mind that things are going to be different in your life. Yeah, I, th- I think that's definitely part of it, and that can be very, very powerful. Um, but it, to make your mind up that you want to change, you have to acknowledge how it's been and how you have previously thought so that you can have a thought counter to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you're right, sometimes that happens spontaneously. Um, mm-hmm. But when you start to see where the origin of all of it's coming from, then it's not just in one area of your life where you can have greater power. It's in all areas of your life. And exactly. You, and you really see who's running the show. Um, and, and then life becomes one big, giant opportunity to create. It becomes a very, very powerful place. Yeah, and you know what? And I'd like to let all the listeners know that um, if you would like to call in, uh, we have a toll-free number that you can call, and that number is one eight eight. Uh, 627-6008. So that's 888-627-6008. And um, if you're a little bit shy on the phone but you'd like to instant message and you're listening to this on the Transformation Talk Radio uh, website, um, you can see over there on the right-hand side, there's a box where you can put in your message and it'll come up on my screen. Be glad to take your questions and comments. Um and if you don't know how to get to that, you can go to my website, theoriellashow.com, and click on uh, uh, Listen Live, even though it has a different date and time. Just click on Listen Live, and it'll take you to that website. So um, look forward to having you join us here on this conversation. You know, um, let's, let's talk some more about this power. Now, this power that's within us, how does a person really become aware of it? How do they access it? Um, you know, I, you know, you were talking about your father quitting smoking. I'm talking about my rash. But, you know, how do people really access it and, and become aware of it? Well, the first thing that, that causes someone to become aware of it is that they become discontent with the current situation that they're in. And when, when you're discontent with your current situation, your mind immediately asks questions within your own mind. How do I get over this? How do I get through this? Where do I go to for help? How can this be changed? Those questions are very powerful, Um the, the universe responds to like a magnet to what we want to know. You know the old saying, be careful what you wish for. Um, so when we're really asking these questions, the universe is going to bring us the information through our daily walk of life. We're going to run into people, places, and events. We're going to hear about a radio show where someone's on talking about the power of I am, and this moment's going to happen. So this is a good example of how it happens for us and how we become more aware. Information makes its way into our awareness um, based on our questioning. And then it's up us to up us up to us, excuse me. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> my words there. Uh, to decide how far we want to go with it, how much we really want to read into it, look into it, embrace it, learn about it. And it can be just a casual, okay, I'll listen to this interview, then I'll go back into my life and take a piece of it, or someone can go, wow. This is fascinating. I want to learn all that I can about this um, and anywhere in between. <laughs> so right now, for example, in this moment, and, and this is one of the things that, that really brought me to my knees when I realized this, was that the universe has heard and is responding in some way. And for each person listening, it's going to mean something different and to a different degree. But that's what's so elegant about the universe we live in. It is a self-fulfilling universe that supports us on the journey. So here it is delivering information. 
And then, again, it's up to us as to how far we take it and how much we want to learn and how fast we want to go. You know, but I think, Howard, a lot of people don't realize is that you can ask that question, and whether you ask that question out loud or you just think that question in your mind that you want to know or you want to understand about something in your life, that's a power in itself. And you will draw to you, you will create. Now, I don't want to say you're going to create, but you will Will you manifest for you in your life the answer to that question that you're asking. Right. Well, the, the information is going to show up. As I talk about in the book, the universe abhors a vacuum and immediately seeks to fill it. So the minute that a true question out of true yearning is born in your mind, if you're really being present and paying attention, you're going to see this information flood into your awareness um, from all different corners. And you can reject it. You can dismiss it. And you can stretch time for as long as you want. But just know that it's coming because you have asked. And then the rest is up to you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and when you receive these answers and then you act on them and you make a decision and you make up your mind that you're going to be a certain way, uh, and you say, I am this way, then when you have that success and seeing something, you know, change very quickly in your life, you can really use that as a springboard uh, to to realize your own power and to create other things, uh, other changes in your life. Right. Well, it can be like a snowball going downhill as soon as you realize how this really works there is a tremendous shift that takes place. And, and this is what creates a lot of the historical moments. Um, you know, I hesitate to use the E word, but um, a lot of these big grand moments of liberation and personal self-realization is upon the understanding of how life is really here to support you in your creative expression because we're all on the road to infinite creative expression, and this is just the place that we're at on the road currently in the unfolding of our awareness to that understanding. So here's where we're at, and whatever challenges you're faced with right now are representing a part of your awareness that is looking to be stretched, a place where you're resisting the truth. Um, And that's generally where pain comes from, is when you're resisting the truth of something, and you're trying to hold up something that's false, like you don't understand why your relationship is not going well, you may not realize yet that you're holding a lie about who you are that says you're not worth more than this. And so the universe is trying to get you information through the pain to say you are worth more than this. So that's how it unfolds. So let's talk a little bit more about how does does a person really find that truth in themselves? Well, you, you start by asking the questions, then the information is going to show up, and it's going to present you with the, your current situation. You're going to have to face your current situation, and you're going to have to see why it is you're in the situation and why you have not made choices to move beyond the situation. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to find an area where you're afraid because you have your mind has told you that if you – Leave them, this will happen. Or if you bring up and try and talk about something, this will occur. And if this happens, it will lead to a fight. And if it leads to a fight, it will lead to a separation. If it leads to a separation, it will lead to financial ruin. All the all the things that fear tries to tell you. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, what it's trying to tell you to keep you where you're at is that you won't survive, which is the greatest lie of all. Because your survival 
is never in doubt. Okay, so expand on so, that because people will, will be like, well, how can you say my survival's not in doubt? All right, well, here's where we go a little bit deeper, but um, why not? Um, why not? <laughs> why not? <laughs> because without you, nothing can exist. You are the eternal observer. And you have been through millions, billions, and trillions of years of transformation and change. And in this lifetime, you've gotten over many things that you thought you would never make it through. How am I going to get through this? I'm not going to be able to survive. I won't make it. And yet, here you are. So the things that you're looking to do in order to get to where you really want to go in life to get through the current challenges that you're facing, to bring it back to practicality here, are just lies that your ego is trying to tell you in order to keep you as you were. Because, because the truths that you have held are currently stronger than the new ones that are trying to emerge. But when the new I am statements, the new truths become filled with more will and more passion to emerge than the old truths, then the ego will submit to the new truths and allow you to take the action without bombarding you with fear. It will now present you with faith. Hey, if you have the hard conversation that you've wanted to have for years, you may finally liberate yourself from all this pain you've been holding in. Just to take the relationship uh, example mm -hmm. right. in, in one aspect. But if you finally have that conversation, at least you'll have it out of you. At least you'll feel free that you were able to say it. And then who knows what your significant other might say. They might have been waiting for you for years to say this. And then there's finally reconciliation. And if there isn't, at least you have brought it up. At least you've, you've, you've put the truth out in the open. And now you can feel free of mind to make other choices if you need to. Um, but you're out of that stuck place. But why would your why would your ego want to keep you where you are? Because the ego is designed to support what you believe to be true. So the ego is designed to support what you believe to be true. So until, until a greater truth takes over. So when you say that, when you describe the ego in that way. You make it sound like, and, and I believe this because I, I believe this, that the ego is not a bad thing. No, and I stated. So, yes, uh, and I believe pretty, that too. And a lot of people think that the ego is like against them and is such a bad thing. But, you know, the thing is, Howard, is that there cannot be anything about us that is bad. Well, that's, that's the whole idea. Well, well, there can't be anything that if we resist something, it's only going to persist. So these teachings that have been going around for years and, and by wonderful teachers, but that say that you have to diminish the ego or fight it or destroy it. Mm -hmm. Um, I, what, what happens in that is that you avoid or you ignore what the ego is trying to show you. And what the ego is trying to show you is what it's trying to protect, what it is defending, what it is trying to create or validate. And that is so valuable because that's the truth that you've been operating out of. And if you dismiss the ego, you're dismissing the truth that you're operating out of. And if you dismiss the truth you're operating out of or the I am statements, you'll never have the opportunity to change them until you finally acknowledge them. And the best way to acknowledge them is to be an observer to what your ego is trying to defend or protect. Because then you can finally see what it is that, that you're trying, what, what the truth is you're trying to protect. And then you finally have the opportunity to change that truth, if it doesn't serve you. 
Right. If you don't, yes, if it's not something you want to experience and have. Right. But even, but even so, if it, even if it is something that you want to experience and you have, I think you can also look at it as how can you expand on it and how can you make it even greater? Right. Yeah. Well, elaborate on that a, a moment. Me elaborate on mm-hmm. it? Okay. Yeah. Well, um, let's, let's just take, uh, for example, um, well, I can, I'm, two things are just coming to my mind right away is one is, having to do with wealth or, or having to do with health. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, perhaps you you feel that you're a really healthy person and you do have good health and everything, but you can look at it and say, well, here's one, okay. You can say, um, you know, but I could be more youthful. I could look younger. Not because, not coming from because you have to, but because actually, because I believe that's the natural way to be. There's no reason for us to age. Right. Okay. So right. it's, it's saying, okay, I'm, I'm enjoying good health now, but I could be even healthier mm-hmm. or I could look younger or perhaps you have a certain amount of wealth in your life and maybe you want to have more, mm-hmm. you know, so it's really just not saying, okay, well, everything's just, you know, really great where I am right now. And if you're happy with where that is, that's wonderful. But it's also saying there's no limit and you can right. go further and experience more and have more. And right. That's that's the other side of the coin is that there, the, the current things that are good in your life, you also see where that's being created from and then how to even expand upon that. Mm-hmm. Right. And the thing but, is, is and, and the thing to expand upon it, and but not be controlled by it. You know, you can have right. it, but you don't want to be controlled by it. Exactly. There's a big difference between expanding upon it and being controlled by it. Being controlled by it says that you need it to survive. Expanding mm-hmm. on it uh, says you're enjoying the experience of it, but you're without the need for it to survive. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Uh, so so the summation of it is, is that the ego is truly your best friend. It is there to help you to take what you want to create, what you believe is true about who you are, and then see that through to its validation in reality. So it helps you to create it, to defend it, and to protect what you believe is true. Um, as I said many times in interviews before, mind has to end up becoming matter. That's how life unfolds. And so the ego is sort of the mechanism that takes what the mind says, or what I call the I am statements, and then goes out like the actor sticking perfectly to the script to go out and experience the character or the identity that you say that you are. Mm-hmm. And so if it's not good enough, it's going to find the wrong relationships. If it's not worthy enough of money, it's going to find the wrong choices for money. If it's worthy enough, it's going to you know, collect the right people in the right places because those people are looking to identify with certain performers and portrayers for their story. So it's yes. all working in a perfect synchronicity. Um, you know, you're, you're working in a perfect synchronicity with everybody else in your life. We're all playing the part, the part that we're supposed to play. Right, but, <laughs> but the key is the most exciting thing is that you are writing the script, and that script can be changed at any moment you choose. It is you truly your your most valuable and beautiful power. And it can be changed quickly. It can be changed yeah. very quickly. Yeah. 
It doesn't, it doesn't take a lot of time. But you know what, Howard, we're going to take a, a quick break right now. And um, I just want to let everybody know this is Ariella O'Neill, and I'm the guest host here on the Dr. Pat Show. And I'm here with my um, guest, um, Howard Falco, and we're talking about uh, I Am and the Power of I Am. And, as a, and, and he's the author of the book, I Am, the Power of Discovering Who You Really Are. So we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. friend could take a peek into the future. Psychic, author, and cosmic coach Dougal Fraser is that friend. He's the queer guy with a third eye. From gossip to gurus, meditation to martinis, the Dougal Fraser Show is a call-in advice show that provides insights and information on creating your best life. Every Tuesday at 10, he'll take calls and talk about love, money, sex, pop culture, and give free advice. No topic is off limits. It's the Dougal Fraser Show. Ladies, are you living an inspired life? Do you yearn for a more passionate, dream-filled life? Here's Linda Joy, founder of Aspire Magazine, and she has a gift for you. Aspire has launched its Mission to Inspire initiative with a commitment to give away 100,000 one-year digital subscriptions to women around the globe. Every subscription comes with a multitude of free gifts from our team inspiration partners. To claim it all, go to AspireMag.net today. No purchase necessary and live an inspired life. Are you feeling stuck? Do you want to be free from fears and doubts and finally feel good about yourself, but you just don't know how to get there? Dr. Schaub's Accelerated Breakthrough Program provides you with the tools and solutions to go beyond your limitations and achieve self-empowered confidence. Call for your free phone consultation at 866-903-MIND. Visit CellularWisdom.com. That's CellularWisdom.com. had a way to protect yourself from cancer, depression, disease, and dispel the nastiest bugs that attempt to hide undetected. Take a moment to wonder, how does that feel? How powerful? Did you know that enough golden sunlight produces vitamin D in your body to protect itself against disease? Producing enough vitamin D can kill cancer, even help with weight loss. This amazing little vitamin is actually not a vitamin at all, but a powerhouse of protection that can activate your body's innate healing ability, but only if you have enough in your blood to shine the light. Tune in to award-winning author, Dr. Lucinda Messer, as she shares how you can harness the power of sunlight to create a healthy body and mind. Her book, Powerful Medicine, Vitamin D, Shedding Light on a Worldwide Health Crisis, is like having a vitamin D expert on hand to answer all your health questions. For more information, visit PowerfulD.com.
Hi, welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. This is your guest host for this show um, here at the holiday time. My name is Oriella, and um, I have my own show called The Oriella Show. And uh, you can visit my website, theoriellashow.com, to learn more about it. And Oriella is spelled A-U-R-I-E-L-L-A. And I'm here with my guest, Howard Falco. We're talking about the power of I am. And, um, and it's from his book. We're kind of, he has this really, really, really wonderful book on self-awareness and it's called I Am the Power of Discovering Who You Really Are. So welcome back to the show, Howard, and let's continue our conversation. Great. Sounds great. Okay. So one of the things that, um, you, uh, just kind of mentioned briefly before we took our break is, is that you talked about being an observer. And I think that that term is used by a lot of people, but some people don't understand what that means to be an observer of their life or to observe and then go with the I am to change. Yeah, the context that I was using the observer in is the one who uh, uses the five senses to experience the world. Mm-hmm. So in essence, by your attention and your intention on the things around you, you are helping to give life to those things, just like all the things around you are giving life to you and allowing you a greater context in which to experience your creative expression. Mm-hmm. So whether it's the wind or the rain or the sand or the trees or the animals or people in your life, it's all giving you a rich and full uh, plate of context in which to allow you to go through life and express yourself. So that's where all the other things in your world are giving life to you. So getting back to the observer that you are, you are then in turn giving life to everything around you. And that leads me to something even even more important because once you realize how important you are and how much you matter in the lives of other people, you begin to see how much of a powerful impact you have on the people around you. And then the question becomes, when you get past that, not do I have an impact on the people around you, you because you do, but but a matter of choice, a matter of how do I want to have an impact on the people around me by the way that I express myself. Okay, so, so but, but clarify that a little bit more because you're talking about, okay, we each are I am, we each manifest, create our lives the way we want it, mm-hmm. but then we're impacting other people. So does that take away from the other person and their I am? If we're using manipulative techniques in doing so, yes, and then there's a karma for that that's going to befall on upon, upon us because mm-hmm. of that, and that's our learning path. Um, that's when we go from ignorance to awareness, and it usually comes through pain, and it comes through learning about trying to manipulate someone else's path rather than working in harmony with someone else's path. So a, that's a whole other conversation, actually, but there's a big distinction there. But what I'm saying is that through the I am's and how we express ourselves, we need, we need the rest of the world to help make that real for us. Mm-hmm. So we need that context. So the, everything around us helps us by giving life to us through the beingness of whatever it is. Through the beingness of whatever it is. Right. I mean, we, so, I mean it's, mm-hmm. we, we, we sort of lose words here, but for example, to appreciate, people say you should appreciate the air and you should appreciate the trees that give off oxygen. You should appreciate you know, your parents no matter what they gave you life or you know you should appreciate uh, the past relationships you had that may not have been good because they taught you more about what you want in the next relationship so everybody is helping us along our journey so what what really propels us to go forward 
and to and to use our I am power. Well, what propels us first and foremost um, is discontent. When we're discontent with the current situation, we ask questions, we receive information like we're like we're getting now. What really allows us to step into um, a greater state of power with the use of I am and understanding how creative we can be in, in, in whatever it is that we desire is ultimately the understanding of self-acceptance, self-perfection, and self-love. This is the key because any limit on self-love or any idea of imperfection in essence becomes a limit in what we will allow for ourselves to create because it's outside of what we believe is true about ourselves. In other words, if we feel we're no good because of what we did five years ago or we feel that we're, we're, we lack love because someone told, it's, told us that when we were younger, then that truth is going to carry the most weight. So no matter how bad we want something, until that truth is released for the lie that it is and replaced with a new truth, that limit will remain in place. So what allows us to embrace this power ultimately comes down to the experience of our perfection. And accepting our perfection. Exactly, accepting our perfection. And the acceptance of our perfection comes through the understanding of our perfection. So when we can look back and we can see that we truly never did make a mistake in our life. We had a, many sequences of learning experiences. We never did make truly make a mistake. It also comes through the understanding that who we were in any past moment is not who we are unless we choose it to be. And every moment offers us that ability to make that new choice and to liberate ourselves from our past. Now, does it liberate us? From the truth that it occurred, no, it doesn't liberate us at all from that truth. But it allows us to acknowledge that it occurred and then learn from it. Does it liberate us from the karma of the way other people will treat us because of what we did in the past? No. But it allows us to understand why they're treating us that way and stay calm in the presence of when that occurs in order to exhibit the new you. So that's what it does. And that's how powerful it can be. And, and, and I think it's also important for people to realize is that whatever happened was just an experience. And you just, you, you choose to experience something different. So right. it's not it, something that has to remain with you. It's just an experience. And then you choose again. And that's where you're talking about the discontent because you don't like that experience. And you move out of that comfort zone and you're discontent with where you are. Right. And, you, and, and you create and, a new I am. It, it was an experience, but there was a perfection to the experience. Mm -hmm. it, it was born out of a certain understanding. Mm -hmm. And the question is, is that truth that you held that created the experience or the understanding that you held that created the experience, does it serve you now? It may have served you then, but does it serve you now in what you want to create? Exactly. Mm -hmm. And that's when self-reflection and, um, and self-understanding becomes a really powerful process. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, and that's going back to the self-reflection is going back to being the observer, also observing, you know, as a part of the observing. Uh, right, What's going exactly. on and, and who you are and everything. You know, this just popped in my head, and maybe this is a little bit off the subject, but I just want to say when you were talking about the self-love, you know, self-perfection and self-love, and um, 
you know, you've heard the statement, uh, you know, it's from the Bible where it says, love thy neighbor as, as thyself. And I heard that the other day and I'm like, well, that's what the whole problem is, is that people don't love themselves. So how are they going to love their neighbors? Because they don't love themselves. That's right. You, you will only grace the world with the same amount of compassion, love, and understanding that you grace your own self with. Yeah. So, so that's why the key is really to work on yourself to become the most loving, compassionate, understanding person for your own self first so that you can in turn share that with your world. Mm-hmm. Um, and because then you will automatically reflect it back out. Right. You can't automatically act that way. Exactly, and many people run around trying to help everybody else before they help themselves, and it's really not authentic. It really doesn't carry the most power because you're doing it to feel better about yourself rather than as a genuine expression of unconditional love because that's what you now understand about your world. Um, so you really have to help yourself first before you help others. It's it's like the old uh, uh, the old example of you know when you're on a plane and they say if the oxygen masks fall before you secure your child or anybody sitting next to you. Right. Secure one on your own face first because you're no good to anyone else if you can't breathe. So you put it on yourself first, then you can help other people. So it's the same thing in life. Um, really is, is to work on yourself and then you can share what you've learned about your own self, you know, in your general expression towards others. So what is the biggest block from, that people have from embracing their, their own power to create and to manifest? Well, I, I, the, the key really is the lack of um, self-worth to some degree um, and self-love because that's really where the limits are created. And then fear plays a very big role. The mind is geared to stay in what is known, what is understood. So whether poverty is known and, it's, and you've known you survived in it your whole life, Going into abundance can seem like a scary thing because you don't know what that feels like, looks like. You don't know how you're going to survive in that. Mm -hmm. If alcoholism has been prevalent and you've known how to survive in alcoholism, you've used it as a tool, even though it's been chaos, even though it's caused unbelievable amounts of suffering and pain, the mind still knows that it was, that it is, that it did exist like that. So until the will is strong enough for a new expression, it'll stay there. And fear says, well, if you let go of the alcohol, you won't be able to survive. And that's not really true. So what pushes through that is is ultimately a will that says, um, I know that there's more, I want more. And then, of course, when you learn to love yourself more and understand the true perfection of who you are, you allow any creative possibility without fear. And and this is a lot of information to take in all at once here. It's explained at, at length in my book, but um, but that's the nexus of it. That's the biggest block. And, but it's all going back to what what we've already kind of um, uh, talked about is that discontent where you are and is to move into that unknown, essentially, and, uh, and right. to want something even greater than you have in your life right now. Right. It, it's, it's really, truly amazing um, when you see people who suffer when it's so the path can, can look so easy from the outside to just make a different choice. And all that suffering would go away. But you see, the person who's in that suffering, what their mind is telling them is, you won't survive. There's no way you're going to survive if you move there, if you go into that space. If you find someone who actually loves you, you won't survive. You need someone to treat you horribly because that's what you've known all your life. Or, you know, again, with health, with money, uh, with addiction, it doesn't matter. For the person in it, that's the biggest thing they're facing. So... 
from someone on the outside of that, the best path to aiding them is first understanding that you can't know. Even though you see it so clearly and all you want to do is go and shake them and say, hey, this is simple. All you got to do is do this. And they're looking at you like, there's no way I'm doing that because I don't know what that looks like or feels like. Right. Um, so to understand them is step one. Uh, once you understand them and they feel that, then you build a trust. And once you build a trust, then you start to open up their ears and then they may actually ask or they may actually listen. But until there's a trust established, until they feel that you know at some level what they're going through, it's going to be cut off from them. So for anybody who knows anybody in these situations, um, the bridge is the best thing to build. Even if you don't know, just saying that you don't know is enough rather than, rather than trying to force them into something they're not ready for, which mm-hmm. ironically sends them the other way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, I'd like to talk a little bit about um, time and how it's how it's relative to to manifesting or our own realization and and I'm going to read something here from page 200 in your book and it says uh, time is relative to the exact degree you lack the realization that you are the creator of the experience of time that's, that's right. really that's okay you can read that and you're kind of like okay that's a little bit of a mind twister there <laughs> you know <laughs> so right. Right. So can you kind of expand on that? Yeah, it's really interesting you're asking me that that, that question. Um, it, what it means is that when you realize that time is really relative to the way that you experience it and that there really is no such thing as time because there's no beginning and there's no end, um, there's just a measure that we use. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we realize that it's something that we're just using to measure, uh, then we begin to see that there's really an infinity of time. And when we realize there's an infinity of time, then pressure comes off, need comes off, and we're working from our most powerful creative state. When there's no pressure and there's no need, we're working from the truth. Mm-hmm. The truth is that we are a pure creator mm-hmm. with Endless time. Now, I don't mean that your body's not breaking down and there's a certain measure of how long the body's going to last, but as a consciousness, as something that moves on eternally, that's within each one of us, we'll have an endless opportunity to create. And, and just the, the, the notion of that can really lead to a, a huge exhale that allows us to become fearless in what we do. And I don't mean fearless with pressure. I mean fearless without pressure, but with faith. Mm-hmm. With faith. Yeah. And that is really the engine that collapses time, which is true faith. But to have true faith, you have to come to a complete understanding and trust in life. And that's really one of the key core intentions of I Am, of the book, is to... Uh, move people to a greater sense of understanding, trust, and faith in life and the creative process through the understanding of who you really are. So I'm going to read a little bit more from your book here and and about time. And it says, A desired experience always puts us in the present moment, the place where our attention is focused on neither a past memory or a projected future outcome. In the present moment, we are not concerned with how slow or fast time is going because we are simply immersed in reality. And there's no time to think. It's a perfect statement. 
Since time does not exist, we are simply being engrossed only in the truth that is the experience. And then it also says here on the next page, resistance to truth creates time and the acceptance of truth dissolves it. That's right. That's right. And it's really about immersing yourself in whatever you're doing in the moment, free from fear and understanding the perfection of what you're experiencing. Now, when you do decide you're going to create something, there are certain actions that need to be taken. So there's two ways to immerse yourself in a timeless state. One is to just be without the need to do anything and to just experience that timeless state. And that's a lot of times what, what meditation and transcendental meditation is really about. Um, and the second thing, the second part is when you're in the creative process and you're not worried about projecting the future, you're not worried about the past, you're simply in the moment of learning and doing what you need to do to create the conditions for whatever you're looking for to emerge to happen. So you can be doing both simultaneously. You can be like right now you're in this moment listening to this information, which is helping you in some way, shape, or form on your path to ultimately what you want to create. So you are truly being in the moment. And that's why time is flying right now. <laughs> and I can't believe yeah. we're almost near the end of the show. <laughs> that's right. But, um, but, but that's how it really happens. And again, there's nothing wrong with reflecting on a good memory or, is, or, or, or something in the past that was good. There's, there's just as much being in that as there is in anything. What we're really more, what I'm really more referring to is when you're projecting using fear or you're looking back using regret, shame, or guilt, which are three big poisons of the mind. That's what really slows time down and shuts down the creative process. And that's also discussed at length in the book. Well, that was very important there, what you just said about slowing down time and um, because you're regretting something it. in the past. Yeah, regretting something in the past. But but also what you said is when you're in that and when you're in that present moment, there's that infinity of time, and you get rid of that linear, um, linear aspect of time, and you're just right here and you're creating in this moment. And I think that's really important for Howard for people to really know and to think about and to realize because. A lot of times when people want to manifest something in their life, they're like, okay, I want to have it, you know, in a week's time or month's time or whatever. And no, when you're manifesting, it's you're right now. Right, exactly. It's important when you set a goal, and this is good for the new year that you brought this up. Mm -hmm. It's great to actually put a date or a certain time that you want it accomplished by. The only thing that I would offer you is as soon as you put the date and time on it, do not need it to happen in that time frame. Release the need from it, but keep the pure intention to have it done. That will take the pressure off, it will take the expectation off, and it will open you to the greatest probability of it occurring within the time frame that you really truly desired it. When you put need on it or expectation, you know the old saying, you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans, right? Um, I never heard that one before. Okay. Well, <laughs> Wow, that's, that's, that's amazing. That's Actually, with as much as you've known and read, that you have to come across that one. But yeah, but that's that's sort of the idea. The minute that you put the expectation out there, you lack faith. Or the minute that you put the need out there, you're showing you're demonstrating a lack of faith. Because the truth is, you need nothing. Now, that doesn't mean you can't intend and want and desire everything. There's nothing wrong with that. Well, um, yes, but there's a difference between needing something and wanting to have the experience of it. Right. You know, there's this saying yeah. that the, the Buddha, the big one everybody uses, is that desire, you know, from the Buddha, is the desire is the root of all suffering. 
And I'll say that that's been misinterpreted. It's not desire that's the root of all suffering. It's need that is the root of all suffering. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. I, I totally agree with you. Right. Yes. And, and it's wanting to have that experience or whatever your desires, wanting to have the experience. But I would, but I feel, Howard, that it's not even good to put any kind of timeline on it. It's like you were talking about with the New Year's. You know, it's, if you get in that state and, and knowing and realizing that there is no linear time, I mean, then there's like, there's no new year coming up. It's just like everything is right now and you create right here, manifest right here in this moment. Here's the analogy I'll, I'll, I'll give that may just sort of coalesce everything that we're talking about right now, especially as we're coming to the close and we're coming to a new year. Right. Look at the analogy of when you go on a hike. Or you climb maybe, you know, we have Camelback Mountain out here in Arizona, which is this beautiful mountain right in the center of town that, that everybody climbs. And when you get to the base of it to begin the climb, you look up and you're like, how in the world am I going to get to the top of that thing? And you're with somebody that you're friends with and you start hiking and talking and, and you're just in the moment continually acting towards the goal, just moving, continually going and going and going. You're not looking at where you're at. You're not thinking about it. You're not worrying about it. You're just moving. And then all of a sudden, you stop to take a water break or to just take a rest and you look at where you have gotten to, you turn around and you are amazed. Yeah, perfect. Because you are in the process, not worried yes. about it and not in need of it, just acting, just continue to move. Yeah. And you're almost there. Perfect, perfect analogy. Thank you for sharing that. That sure. was perfect. Yeah. And you're right. We only like have two minutes left. Where did this time go? There <laughs> you go. <laughs> time was flying. <laughs> So, um, I want to say thank you very much, Howard, uh, for being, uh, joining me here on the Dr. Pat show and, My pleasure. and, and sharing with everyone. Um, I'd like to let everybody know about your website and that's www.howardfalco.com and Falco spelled F as in Frank, A-L-C as in Charlie O. So, howardfalco.com. And I encourage you to get a copy of this book, I Am the Power of Discovering Who You Really Are. It's a phenomenal book. It's a wonderful, wonderful book. And it will really help take you to that next level of exploring and knowing that power through your own I Am. So, there you go. And um, I want to thank everybody for joining. Uh, uh, listening to this show. Again, this is Oriella um, O'Neill, and I want to mention also my show, which is on Tuesdays on the Transformation Talk Radio and also broadcast on WBLQ uh, back east. And it's 2 o'clock Pacific time, 5 o'clock Eastern time. Uh, you can visit my website, which is theoriellashow.com, and that's spelled A-U-R-I-E-L-L-A. And uh, some of the guests that we have coming up for January is Linda Fitch from the Four Winds Society. Society, uh, Peggy Phoenix Duroux, who's the author of Elegant Empowerment and the Evolution of Consciousness, and also the founder of the EMF Balancing Technique, William Gladstone, author of The Twelve and co-author uh, with Jack Hanfield of The Golden Motorcycle Gang, and also Marcy Schmiermoff, uh, who is um, author of the books Love for No Reason and Happiness for No Reason. So it's been a pleasure to be here with you. Um, I wish you a very, very happy New Year and happy holidays and the very best of everything always in your life. Thank you very much for joining us. Bye now.